0: We got a massive one tonight. Uh, I'm not going to play it cool. No, I'm a wreck right now. We're going to talk about this Nebraska versus Michigan State game with Patrick Gerhardt of Coronation. But first, Tom Izzo spoke to the media, had some things to say about the Minnesota game that's officially canceled, what happened on Saturday, all that good stuff. Let's go. You
1: are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Spartan friends, Spartan family, Lockdown Spartans listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to Lockdown Spartans, your team in green and white every single day. I am your very anxiety-riddled co-host, Matt Sheehan. If you ever want to reach out, LockdownSpartans at gmail.com. This is a big game going on either Tuesday night or tonight. Whenever you're listening to this, it is Huskers, it is Spartans, it is part two, Michigan State taking on a Nebraska team that has won their last four games that is 11-3 at home. And there are some implications on this game when it comes to Big Ten tournament seeding. We're going to get to that in a little bit. Um, but, oh man. And, and you know what's lovely too? Is that it's a 9 p.m. Eastern time game. So we all get to sit on this game the entire day. It's great. I'm sure we're all going to sleep well. I'm sure we're all going to eat well today. Um, and let's get into it right now because Tom Izzo spoke with the media today. And let's kick things off with the official news This was heavily rumored at the end of last week that the Minnesota game that was postponed is officially not going to happen. Uh, Now, Tom Izzo said, quote, there were not a lot of options, so do not blame coach Steve Peichel of Rutgers. If anything, Izzo said, hey, let's put blame on the Big Ten, but just, quote, it's too bad. But he did say it at the top two. There were not a lot of options. You only had about two weeks of season left in the year to get something done. There was only one day that could have possibly worked for this uh, whole thing to be rescheduled. That was Rutgers scooting their game up from last weekend. That didn't happen, but we talked about this a lot late last week, so I won't go any further into it. But let's talk about what this could mean for Big Ten tournament seeding, because there is a lot of chatter going on that, well, this really screws Michigan State. Out of a Big Ten tournament seeding game, you know, if they had this Minnesota game, this would help them in Big Ten tournament seeding. And I think it's the third show we're bringing this up. I want to hammer this point home: is that it is an incredibly likely chance that that Minnesota game will have absolutely nothing to do with Big Ten tournament seeding. If you've heard the other two episodes where we talked about this, I'll try not to beat your head too far into the ground with it. But again, just want to reassure everyone that it is like a ninety-five percent chance that the Minnesota game being rescheduled would have no implications on Big 10 tournament seeding. Let's say Michigan State wins out, okay? They beat Nebraska, they beat Ohio State. All right, they're a 6 seed. Okay? Let's say that they shoehorn the Minnesota game in there. If they win that Minnesota game, they're still a 6 seed, okay? But if you win the Ohio State game, you win the Nebraska game, but you lose a Minnesota game, okay? Well, you go from a 6 seed to an 8 seed. So yes, this actually helps Michigan State that this game is not going to be rescheduled. Now let's say that you lose to Nebraska, you beat Ohio State. Now, okay, Michigan State would be an 8 seed. I'm sorry, a 9 seed. They would be a 9 seed if they lost to Nebraska but beat Ohio State. And then if they rescheduled the Minnesota game and they beat the Gophers, you know what, that does change the seeding. It changes it so massively that Michigan State would go from a 9 seed to an 8 seed. All that would change is is the color jersey they're wearing. It would be the same game. They'd still have to play the number one seed in the second round, so no. Yes, uh, technically it changes the seeding, but it's the same game, just different jersey colors. Uh, you can play all the scenarios out on notnothing.net. You can plug in who wins what game and then you know run a bunch of simulations to see, okay, where would the seedings uh, rest once these games are over, and you would be very hard-pressed to find a game that would actually have a lot of seeding implications if the Minnesota game was to be rescheduled. Um, I did one where I did find one where MSU is a 5 seed instead of a 6 seed, but that includes Minnesota winning their last three games of the year. And so it's hard to do. This is a long way of saying very, very, very small chance a Minnesota game rescheduled would have any implications on Michigan State's Big Ten tournament seeding. Now, of course, now that I've said that on this show, that means it's 100% going to happen. But, hey, if you're a math person... Take comfort in that. Uh, Izzo also went on to talk about how uh, he showed his team how close Michigan State has been to being in the Big Ten championship race. Now, this is going to be a segment uh, that you are not going to like hearing. This, this this might this might make you as upset as you were on Saturday. So right now, Michigan State nine and eight on the season in Big Ten play, and Izzo pointed out the Iowa game. Okay, the home loss to Northwestern, that was a close one. And then, of course, the even closer game at home against Purdue. If they won th- those three games, they would be in the Big Ten title race. And honestly, not just in the Big Ten title race, but leading the Big Ten title race. If they won those three games, the Iowa game that they just, uh, oh God, somehow lost on Saturday, home Northwestern, home Purdue, they would be 12 that's right, 12 and 5 this season. Purdue right now is 13 and 5, but if you beat them, they would be 12 and 6. So Michigan State would be in the driver's seat of the Big Ten championship. How about that, sunny news for you on this lovely Monday or Tuesday, whenever you're listening to this show? And you, you want to get even sadder, you want to be even more depressed right now? Well, great, I'm always here to bring that to you. Um, hey, yeah, the Iowa game, the Northwestern game, the Purdue game. How about the Road-Illinois game when you're up 7 points with 12 minutes to go? How about the Rutgers game at Madison Square Garden where you had a sizable lead in the second half? How about the Michigan game that just took place not long ago? Okay, that's six games that Michigan State reasonably could have won. And, now I'm not saying that you could bang out all six of those as wins, but if they just won, like, two of them or three of them, dare I say... Pretty good position to have a double bye in the Big Ten tournament, but no, since losing on Saturday, it's not impossible. It's all but impossible, though. It's going to be very hard to see Michigan State get that double bye. So, God, it's just... Oh, man. Nope, 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 we're going to move on. We're not going to... Nope, nope, we're not doing this for a third show in a row. Izzo says also that he and his team, quote, did not watch a second of the Iowa game on Sunday. Yes, they just buried the tape. And that might be a good strategy. Uh, And that's not to say they completely ignored it. He said as much that he talked to his team about what happened. But no, they did not go back to the film. And that's a fascinating point because, you know, obviously after the game you talk about what you could have done differently in a quite historic collapse down the stretch there. Many of, you know, a big reason for that was Iowa just hit some great shots. Sure, Michigan State had some faults. But yeah, they did not go back and look at those. But maybe... Just maybe, if I can dive inside of Izzo's mind here for a second, that's just a way to maybe have the team not focus on the bad at the end of the game, but maybe the rest of the good that they did have in that contest. Um, You had two guys, arguably, have their best games of the season. One of them, Jaden Akins, scored over 20 points. That's not arguably, that just was his best game of the season. And then Tyson Walker, second 30-point game of the year. He scored 31 in that one, also had a 30-ball against Purdue, so you know you could debate yourself if he had the better game against Purdue or Iowa, but there was a lot of good to be taken from that. Joey Hauser hit some big shots. Uh, A.J. Hogard was solid the entire game, so maybe not watching the end of that game is his way of saying, okay, Iowa got really hot at the end. Yes, we had some faults, but nothing that we don't usually practice. We're not going to beat it into the ground and have this loom over us any more than it already is, but maybe just, hey... Chins up, everyone. Uh, we actually had a lot of good, so let's just try our best to remember that. And if we can get out of this segment with just one more Tom Izzo tidbit of optimism here. That's right. What a roller coaster this first segment has been. <laughs> oh, boy. Happy, sad, happy, sad. Um, Izzo said that, you know, not finishing the game on Saturday, Uh, quote, the coach has to take responsibility when you have a big lead like that. But also, he did mention that, hey, That might have been as good of a performance that he has ever seen from Michigan State since the 2019-2020 season with Cassius Winston. So if you're like Tom Izzo, if you're ready to turn the page onto tonight, the rest of the season, hey, that is the Hall of Fame head coach that has been at Michigan State since 1907. That is saying that that is one of the best performances he's seen out of his team for the first 38 minutes and 30 seconds, but hey, Maybe this team is cooking for March. Maybe Saturday was just an anomaly. Maybe it just got crazy, got away from them. Maybe it just wasn't meant to be. The higher power said, no, I'm sorry, I was going to win that game, but Michigan State, you know what, did enough good. Or maybe we could feel optimistic about this season and this team moving forward. We'll get those answers Tuesday night at Nebraska, a game I'm just terrified for. We talked about this game with Patrick Gerhardt of Corn Nation here in a hot second. But first, need to talk your ear off about Built Bar. That's right, gang. We're talking about the best protein bar in the land. It tastes better than a candy bar. Yes, right in front of me, it says, hey, say it tastes as good as a candy bar, but no, I care about you, and I want to speak the truth to you. These taste better than candy bars. We're talking flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond. You're going to find all sorts of flavors that you will love at Built.com. And not only are you going to like the taste, you're going to love how it makes you feel. Most of these built bars, just 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, but a whopping 17 grams of protein. This is not your old fashioned protein bar where you eat it and oh my god, you feel sluggish. It takes you 20 minutes to chew and swallow. Nuh-uh, no, no. It tastes great. You're going to feel energized for your day at the office, your day at the gym, your day at the golf course, your day doing chores, your day doing whatever. Built Bar takes care of you. So hop onto Built.com or mosey on into Sam's Club and Walmart. Go to the pharmacy section. Get a four-bar box of Built Bars. Any way you slice it, Sam's Club, Walmart, Built.com. Go get your Built Bars. We are welcoming on a gentleman from one of the Big Ten's finest establishments on the internet. Yes, Corn We are speaking with Patrick Gerhardt. Patrick, hey, thanks a ton for your time, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you today? I, I don't know. <laughs> Fine. I guess I, this, game this game means a lot. walking looking right now? If I, if I, it's still there. I mean, you it's know, I, I, I just read a Bracketology where... A six seed, which okay, great. I'll have what he's having. Some have us as a seven, some as an eight, one as a nine. I read, I read about fifty bracketologies today. I'm starting to spiral. I'm losing my mind. Tuesday night means a lot for Michigan State, whether it's like you know for seeding in the Big Ten tournament or March Madness. But just like mentally, after what we saw on Saturday against Iowa, mm-hmm. there's a lot to play for. <laughs> I promise you. What about Nebraska though? Because like right now, you guys are what is it? You 15 and 14 overall in the season, eight and 10 in big play. Is there something for you guys to still play for, or can you please just lay down and just let us win this game? Can you just yeah. <laughs> give us that? Please. I beg you. Let me give you a little
1: rundown of how Nebraska basketball season's going. Um please. It started out a little rough. We had our, our top we started the season without our, our number one big man, Derek Walker, transferred from Tennessee eight years ago. He's, he's on his sixth yeah. season, <laughs> I think, in college right now. Um, but he he missed the first five or so games, as we now know, with um, some depression issues that he's had taken care of. Um, really happy to have him back. But without him, we struggled, mainly in the paint. He came back. It was like a light switch. Mm-hmm. And we were doing okay. Uh, beat Creighton, kind of our one last rival and you know any more in-state in-state in, in rival which was big uh first time yeah. in a couple of years we've beaten them so we we're real happy there um beat iowa early on uh you know had, had some good wins you know some not so great losses uh lost a couple of our top guys especially on the defensive side in january for the rest of the season uh we've had some guys come off the bench though and Really kind of, it took a little bit, took about a month, but Nebraska's been kind of clicking for the past month and a half, roughly. Early January, was not looking pretty whatsoever. Yeah. But, you know, it's some bench guys who have really come well. They've gelled. Um, It's a team, it's, you know, a lot of names you probably would not recognize right now, but they're playing well. The numbers are getting up there. And, you know, you look across this country, it seems like every conference almost is like you got one good team you got a couple of really bad teams and yep. then you got a glut of who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> Basically just, you know, a blood sport. I looked at the PAC 12 skate standings the other day. It's almost identical to the big tens in terms of how that's going to turn out. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I think technically we're 12th in the big 10, but I mean, I, I think I just published literally the, the coronation preview for you guys. And I mean, you guys are
0: technically sitting ninth, I, you know, and, and, right. and, and you could easily be four. Yes, correct. I mean- There's, right. There's a lot that can happen in this one game. It's either if we win this game, okay, we're in the driver's seat for the sixth seed. But if we lose, okay, it's nine Ninetown. Uh, that's that's where we're going. So it's just one game, one harmless road game over in Nebraska. But it, it, it does mean a lot uh, for yeah. us. It's like crap. <laughs> great. But hey, it's the season. I mean, we're just going to call it March. Look, I know that we're recording. It's February technically, but yeah. It, it's March as far as I'm concerned, and I, you know, what a lot of teams want to be peaking at the right time. And like, while the NCAA tournament might not be in your guys's future, unless you guys run to the Big Ten tournament, which maybe isn't so crazy because Tom <laughs> is what today's press conference pointed this out. You are one of the or just straight up the hottest team in the Big Ten. You've won four in a row, you've won five of your last six. You've had a really, and these aren't you know, slouch opponents either. You won at the rack. What, a, what on earth has happened the last few weeks for Nebraska basketball? Is it someone just getting hot? Is it just that whole bench cohesion? Or how on earth do you explain this? Terry, you basketball? know, A
1: lot of it has to do with co-
0: being hot. But also, it, we finally have some good leadership on the floor, I think, okay. that's been able to move things forward. We have
1: some guys from last year who, under Coach Hoiberg, it's been almost a new team every single year he's been here. Mm-hmm you know just with transfers coming in coming out I mean it's transferred it's transitioned to some guys in the NBA over the past couple years which has been nice for the program but we lose that cohesiveness but we for the longest time and you will understand this and your listeners will uh, as well it's important to have a good point guard on the court and it's been eons since Nebraska's had a good point guard and we do with Sam Griesel. he's a former uh, he's he's we're originally at South Dakota state was all conference there mm-hmm. uh, transferred to Nebraska for his last season this year. He's done a phenomenal job. He's six foot four. He's pretty, pretty good sized guy. He's got a good shot. He reads the floor. Well, he directs traffic really well and he plays solid defense, which you need the big 10. He's been a huge factor in this and it takes a while for him to get to know the guys. And so about halfway through the season, you could kind of see him, uh, Derek Walker, as I mentioned, is back. He's been around forever and he's Solid in the paints. I mean, don't get me wrong, you, you guys are going to give him plenty there, but you know, he, he's good, he's a threat. He's not probably at where he was last year in terms of production, but he's still doing well. Yeah. And when he's not on the court, you can tell. And we got a couple other guys off the bench you can kind of cover, but not to the extent that Derek Walker is. Uh, the big one this year is our Jap- our, our Japanese exchange student, uh, Keishi Tominaga. He has lit everything on fire. He is a, he's got a beautiful shot. He's yeah. got a ton of energy. He's coming around on defense. He's six foot one. He's not the tallest. Okay. But he, when he makes up for that, when he lacks in that, he makes up for an energy. He is what I would historically say would be a very, he's the guy you want coming off the bench. Gotcha. You know. I mean, he's earned his starting spot. If we didn't have some injuries, he may not be starting, but he's a guy you want on the court. He can be a little much at times you know, he can kind of get himself a little too out there. Sure. Um, but for the most part, he he's, he's a great player. Great shot. Uh, he doesn't care. The guy can make buckets when he's hot. He's hot. Um, you don't want him at the, at the free throw line. If you leave him open too much, he's going to start draining threes. Uh, and he's just, he, he, he's the type of player you want, you wish more players were, you know, like yeah. n- one ounce of just kind of like, I'm awesome. I'm here to, you know, drain buckets and, have you know just kind of do my thing? He puts everything into every play he's on, and he, he's just he's a ton of fun. The big one off the bench now is actually Fred Hoiberg's son. Okay, Fred all Heuberg, right, everyone. Gotcha. Um, yeah, he, he he he's he's also I think he's six foot. Um, he's he's a, he's a walk on, <laughs> so he doesn't have a scholarship. Sure, but again, another guy full of energy. He's got enough athletic talent to, you know, to, to, to be enough of a threat. And he is really fast, really quick. He's had some steals over these last couple of games that even made me go, where this kid come from? Okay. Um, you know, but again, short guy, uh, you know, you don't want to leave him open. You don't want him at the free throw line. That's for sure. He's, he's a coach's kid in, in a in a good non-Iowa way. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's, he's been raised a certain way. You know, he sees the court differently. And you can tell. So yeah. whatever he doesn't have athletically or height-wise, he makes up for. And uh, just a lot, a lot of fun to watch. So that's kind of where Nebraska's at right now. And it's just – it's been working. And, you know, we've we've had a couple teams that we've kind of caught on bad nights. You know, mm-hmm. Rutgers. I know everybody likes to make fun of Rutgers. Dude, Rutgers has got a good basketball – and they have for a while.
0: Yeah, a especially time. at home. Yeah,
1: To go into Piscataway and pull that – and solid win.
0: Oh yeah. Oh
1: yeah. Uh, I was at, I was at the Maryland game last week. I mean, Maryland had no problem beating Nebraska when we're in college park, you know, a month ago, they're just playing well. And the crowds into it, you know, last uh, the Minnesota game on Saturday, I was at sold out rowdier than heck. Um, Tomorrow night's game. It's an eight o'clock game, central nine o'clock Eastern, which kind of stinks, but Lincoln, you, I mean, sir. you know, I, I hate to say this. There's only so many things to do. People are going to show up the Pinnacle Bank Arena for the Michigan yeah. State.
0: So the crowd yeah. is really going to – I consider the crowd a major factor tomorrow night. That's not what I want to hear at all, but we have to talk about it because something, something I like to do, like, you know, before we preview a second matchup of the season is talk about the differences, you know, in between mm-hmm. games. And you brought up two names where it's a lot different now. Like Naga. okay, he scored two points. Last time, I, mm-hmm. I don't suspect that will happen again. Uh, Sam Hoyberg, he played two minutes the last time these two teams met. And obviously last time, well, the game was at Breslin Center. This is over at Nebraska, where you guys have a 11-3 and three record at home. We are just coming off of a game against Iowa where they have a lot of players where their home splits and their road splits, they're, they're two completely separate players. Mm-hmm. You know, they're either a lottery pick when they play at home and they look like they belong in Division three frat league basketball when they're on the road. Do you guys have that situation going on, too, where, like, some of your guys are incredible at home and really brutal on the road? Or how do you just explain the the split between home and road for you guys? The um, This year, as I said, there's kind of been three separate teams, like,
1: before okay, yeah, Walker right. came back and then after Walker came back. And then now with this new group with all our injuries, it's kind of hard to tell. Um you know how these guys are going to perform, especially considering you know the Rutgers game that was just not you know a week week and a half ago that they went in there and had no problems whatsoever, and that was that was yeah. a good Rutgers crowd. That was a really good Rutgers crowd. They always is, against. always so, is. Yeah. I mean, it's just the Big Ten. You know, I mean, you know better than I do. The Big Ten is just one of those conferences. There's no guaranteed road wins. No, you know, just about every place, with the exception of maybe Happy Valley, is uh, is a tough place to play. You know, I mean, that's just how it is, you know, no matter how good or bad you are. I mean, like, I I watched the last end of that Iowa game with you guys, and, I mean, it. that just didn't make sense to me. It still doesn't make sense to me, you know, which, not to bring up anything bad, but, I mean, no, you fine, know, you, you know, this is an Izzo team, you know. I mean, yeah. and here's the thing, in, in Izzo teams play – I'm preaching the choir. Izzo teams play best at the end of the year. Pressure's on. Yeah. Like it's uh, you, know, I, you know, should Nebraska play ball well tomorrow night? Yeah, but this is Michigan State. Okay, I'm showing respect where respect is due. You. you know, I mean, we, we it, need this. Thank you. I, I appreciate
0: this. You <laughs> know, no, I
1: have I long, long time respect for his and what he's done there. Long time. So it's it's you know, I, I I hope for a win. But if Michigan State pulls 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 the road win away, I mean that'd be phenomenal for them for yeah. you guys because again. You right now you're in the tournament, and you've got right. decent decent seating in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, you just want to get back up there. You know, well, you see a better seat. Two, two games in two weeks uh, uh, off, maybe much, but you know, Isos not going to be, you know, light on on those players. You know, he's going to beat into them. Though. You know th- th- you you guys have to win this game, and uh, you know, unfortunately for them, Nebraska's been running a really good streak. Yeah. Um like, in terms of pure talent, Michigan Michigan State's got the upper hand. So it just depends if that talent shows up.
0: Uh, You know what? That leads right to the next question here. And, yeah, Nebraska plays incredible at home. You guys are on this great hot streak. It's a home game for you guys. But with that said, Bart Torvik has this as a 67-64 to game. That's what the computers are Mm -hmm. saying. For Michigan State, a Michigan State victory, I should Mm -hmm. add. Does that surprise you hearing that, that the computers are expecting a three-point Michigan State victory? Or – is it just piggybacking of a lot of what you just said with MSU likes to get hot at the end of the year? And, yeah, they, despite the loss, had a lot of good performances on the road at Iowa. And that's something that should absolutely be feared for you guys. Yeah, um, I think
1: it's probably a little bit of a mixture of both. I yeah. think a lot of it has to do with the fact that, yeah, historically Michigan State has done better later on in the year. But also, I mean, and Nebraska's had good wins. Mm. But it's been nothing explosion wise. You know, like these teams, sure. okay. they've had, you know, M- Maryland's a good team, but they're nothing, you know, I mean, like they're not going to, they're probably, they, they could win the Big Ten tournament this year. Who the heck knows how things are going? <laughs> but, you know, right. right. <laughs> it, you know, they're beating teams that have had highs and lows this year. So, does that mean, I mean, you know, so it does I, make it, sense. It, yeah. It doesn't terribly surprise me that it's that close. Mm -hmm. You know, but, you know, there's other variables involved that a lot of these computer rankings don't put in, so.
0: And really quick, this is just a completely random conversation topic. This has nothing to do with the game, but, like, as we get into March, get close to the Big Ten tournament, and, of course, playing against Nebraska, um, I just always remember when COVID happened and Nebraska was one of those few teams that were playing. How often do you think about the time where it looked like Fred Hoiberg was clinging on to his last breath of life, and this was this was like 20 minutes after Tom Hanks just announced he had COVID. Like no one knew what on earth was going on. And then you're seeing this guy maybe not making it to the end of the game. Like how often does that pop into your memory? Because that is seared into my brain of like, oh, my God, what's hap- What's going on? <laughs> this is crazy. So does that happen for you a lot or am I just weird? Oh, no. T- to me, that was th- that that night. It was uh, March 11th. 2020. Oh, so you remember it. Okay. There we first, go.
1: <laughs> oh, give me like it was yesterday. First, first, first game of the Big Ten tournament. It was yep. Indiana, uh, uh, Nebraska. Fred, uh, as a the first half progressed was not for those listening at home. Don't remember was not looking good at all. They were saying he had the flu. You heard all this stuff that was going on in China. You heard how things were going to get yes. shut down. You looked on Twitter. People are like, uh, we're going to shut down. Like they're looking at shutting down entire seasons with which they did. Yeah. And you're looking at Fred not doing well. And he goes in, doesn't come out at halftime. Thank God we had a for- former Nebraska head coach, Doc Sadler comes out to lead the team loss. Okay. You know, it is what it is. Um, to me, that was kind of the the high point because I, I love Doc as a coach. It just didn't work out for him, but he came back. He was an assistant under Fred for a couple years here at Nebraska, and yeah, we didn't hear from him. We're like, we're hoping it's the flu. It might be this virus. You know, you're you're seeing, uh, you know, you're seeing on Twitter like different uh, media outlets on the road. Like I remember the yeah. Dallas Mavericks game. There were people there, like we don't even know if we're going home.
0: Yes. Oh my God. Wow. You know, like it was, yeah.
1: yeah like there was a handful <laughs> of games that just like it shut off and then big 10 tournaments canceled. Big East tournament was canceled. Like, I think, I think Creighton here in Nebraska, I think they played the first round of the big East tournament the next day. And I think they, I think they, or maybe that night they called the game. Yeah. I think it's the next halfway day. Through a game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, it yeah. started to warm up the next day, and they axed the game like maybe twenty minutes for tip or something like that. Something like that. that, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, no, I, you,
1: I, it's vivid in my okay. imagi- in my memory. I, I, yeah.
0: I <laughs> I, I can't go march madness now the rest of my life without thinking about it and look i like i i i'm very sorry if i come off as like i'm joking about it because obviously COVID was terrible for a lot of people but like uh-uh. that memory of, of him just on the bench just head in hands and he's not reacting to the game at he's all white. like it looks like i mean he like, had a 108 degree fever like it just mm-hmm. it's not good but it's like i that that was a seminal moment for just like that whole, I, I brought like, that, that up whole, multiple times like you know period. when did it hit you that covid was real i'm like March 11th Big 10 yeah. tournament <laughs> the under four timeout in Nebraska versus Indiana uh, is when it hit me how bad things were about to get mm-hmm. um not actually yeah. but globally so luckily he just had i think yeah.
1: uh, in, influenza A and was fine a couple of days later but yeah, we had advantage. no idea and and like no of course everybody's freaking out
0: Oh yeah. So yeah. Fun times. Great times. How about that? To end that conversation there, Patrick, yeah, no uh, a little bit of a time capsule for you from the old 2020 season. Fun times. Great times. But uh, Patrick, yeah, this is a great time. Um, Anything else you want to add before we let you go and enjoy the rest of your Monday here? No, just uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, I think it's, I
1: hope it's a good game tomorrow night. Uh, you know, I hope Nebraska wins of course, but yeah, uh, you know, I, like I said, I'm a long, I'm, I'm a long time – I've respected Michigan State and what it has done for a long time. Uh, I know it's been a rough couple months, but season's almost over, game. and
0: that's and that's almost best for Sparty, right? I, like, it is absolutely pathetic how much this game played by college kids means to my mental health for the rest of the week. Like, it, it is downright embarrassing how much I'm stressed about tomorrow's game. But And, and I'm just sitting together. here just happy to be that's here because a month ago I'm <laughs> <that's> like <just> – <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if we can get even hotter before the Big Ten tournament over there. There in, we go. In coordination. God, look at you guys. <laughs> oh, man. Good for you. Oh, man. Well, hey, yeah, this, this is fun. Great talking to you. It's Thanks good. a lot for your time, man. Um, Gang, we will be back on tomorrow's show talking about whatever happens, for better or for worse. You could be getting the most despondent or relieved host of all time. We're going to have a co host, Graham Nelson. He'll be on. But yeah, until then, I love you all. I mean, I mean this genuinely, everyone. If we're going to get through this game together. Probably. Go green. Okay.